my name is Randy, and welcome to this episode of Infotainment. This podcast is made possible through Quinn Martin Productions. Wardrobe provided by Botany 500 and sponsored by Benson and Hedges Cigarettes. Five lucky downloaders of this episode will receive a complimentary box of Rice-A-Roni, the San Francisco treat. I will be your round mound of podcast sound, pound for pound, the best podcast around. This is the last stop podcast shop on your internet dial. So what is up on the podcast docket for today? (laughs) Sorry, I can't do a very good impression of uh, uh, Chewbacca. But my first item up for bids on the podcast is right. Uh, Is it a man or Chewbacca? Why hairy-chested men are healthier, smarter, and more popular. Now, I can grow a ton of hair on my head. Like, every time I go into the barber, he goes, Man, you have a lot of hair. I can grow a great beard, but I don't have a lot of hair on my chest. Uh, It's funny how that works. A hairy chest can be a source of insecurity for some men. With beaches, public pools, and yard work on hot days, all potential locales of shame for hairy men. But if you're one of those hairy-chested men who questions the purpose of his chest hair, science has discovered many benefits that come part and parcel with more hair on the pitch. Certainly some hairy men may elect for grooming their chest hair. I've heard it said, uh, there was a guest on one show I watch who who claimed to have the hairiest chest, and he said he tried to get rid of it, but uh, he shaved it. But then when it started to grow again, it felt like porcupine needles sticking through his shirt, and it hurt. And let's see, some may elect for grooming uh, their chest hair with electrolysis, shaving, or waxing. And there are those out there who, through sheer chance, have a baby smooth bod. But for those on the fence on whether they should trim their chest hair, science has a few things to say about your hairy chest before it goes. The hairier the chest, the smarter the man at least to one survey that found nearly 50% of medical students were considered very hairy compared to 10% of the general population. Hairy chest, intelligence, isn't that kind of comparing apples and oranges? We'd love to know exactly how they surveyed this, but data is data. Although the research is dated, another study found that a majority of members of Mensa or the Genius Club had thick chest hair as well. 
It's not uh, completely clear why hairy men seem to be more intelligent on the whole, and it's entirely possible this is a coincidence. However, it may just as well be true that hairy men choose to stay in and study instead of being shamed at pool parties. Yeah, I saw on one of the boating channels uh, one of the liveaboard couples. This guy looked like he had a uh, uh, fur coat on, but uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Your chest hair might match your father-in-law's hairy chest. Hmm. Oddly enough, studies suggest your chest hair might resemble that of your father-in-law. The hypothesis is that women's preferences in chest hair could be heritable from their mothers. It also may be a result of sexual imprinting. That is, women select men who remind them of their fathers. Regardless, Harry Men may not want to be shirtless with their in-law lest they recognize some uncomfortable commonalities. Uh, bonus here, you now have a sure-fired get-out-of-the-in-law uh, pool party card that your partner will be loath to argue against. Yeah, how many pool parties do the in-laws arrange for people? Oh, there were a lot of pool parties. I read a story yesterday about the uh, founder of Yankee Candle. Uh, his $29 million estate, uh, two hours outside of Boston, he had an indoor water park, outdoor pool. Indoor water park had a number of slides. It looked like the Disney castle in there. Let's see, a bowling alley, a wine rack about a wine cellar that looked like the length of a football field, two barns, uh, temperature controlled for all his classic cars, like uh, three or four outdoor tennis courts, and one indoor with a stage that Hall and Oates and the Doobie Brothers had played for all his get-togethers. And a super huge kitchen for all the kitchen staff. And there was like eight buildings where uh, the best way to get around was gol a golf cart. Which is like, and you can own it for a mere $29 million. Oh yes, it had a a uh, two-story uh, arcade with a bunch of uh, big arcade games, uh, a gym. <laughs> oh, man, place said uh, everything. And I digress. Mm -hmm. Where are we? Despite the fact that testosterone levels influence chest hair, 
Women are not that into it when they're at their most fertile. According to a study of nearly 300 women, researchers found that more fertile women opted for men with less chest hair. However, postmenopausal women preferred more chest hair. So for men who look like they're always wearing sweaters, yeah, Enjoy your one-way ticket to Cougar Town. <laughs> but for the hairy father who is not ready to expand his family further, consider chest hair a second form of birth control. <laughs> Uneven chest hair is normal. In 1965, researchers categorized chest hair into 15 unique patterns spanning four separate areas of the chest. What do we got, Chester? Like the uh, Milky Way galaxy on, on your chest? I don't know. In a study of 1,400 white men ages 17 to 71, uh, sternal intravascular below the collarbone Pectoral and circum, <laughs> uh, the areola, hair make up the four areas where chest hair grows, with the majority of it growing on the pecs and sternum. The most common chest hair pattern was the uh, pectosternal infraclavicular pattern in which the breast, sternum, and end of the clavicle are hairy. This early research established that it was common for men to have asymmetrical chest hair that followed different patterns on each side. So whatever odd chest hair you have, you're probably not alone. Your chest hair always could be worse. Even the hairiest man... Um, Bigfoot man uh, in the world could have been hairier if history had taken an alternative route. Scientists suspect, although early hominids were covered in body hair as a way to keep warm, about three million years ago, their fur stopped serving that purpose and started uh, to put them at risk of overheating. Thanks to natural selection, humans shed excess body hair and evolved to sweat instead. So no matter how hairy you are, it could always be worse. You could have inherited the chest of uh, Australopithecus or Steve Carroll. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, man. It's weird how that uh, works, that uh, the bald guys that don't want the fryer tuck look uh, with the, rent and the rim of hair around the sides, shave it off totally, and they can, can't grow much on top, but they can grow a decent beard. But uh, weird how that works.
For those of you 10 to 15 employees left in Elon Musk's Twitterverse, if you want to quit in style, you might say something like this. That's, of course, if you do actually get a uh, face-to-face meeting with the great one. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. Uh, I use the side door. That way Lumber can't see me. <laughs> and uh, after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Tell uh, space. space out? Yeah. I just stare at my desk. But it looks like I'm working. I do that for uh, probably another hour after lunch, too. I'd say in a given week, I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Then, after the king of the Twitterverse gets through raging, you speak to him only through uh, sound effects on a Bluetooth speaker. You can just say, How dare you! After he says something that uh, really isn't true or whatever. Classic move. Oh, yeah. There is a brutal new nickname for the king of all things Twitter. A stinging nickname for Twitter owner Elon Musk trended worldwide on his social media platform. And it is, uh, he is called Space Karen. The term, a mashup of Musk ambitions in space, and the pejorative label usually used to describe a white woman showing privileged behavior. I just thought uh, it kind of uh, applied to just <laughs> women in, in general being a biatch, but they got to show privilege too. <laughs> It has been tweeted before, but it uh, turbocharged on Friday and early Saturday after a man reportedly calling himself a projection activist projected a series of mocking monikers onto the company's San Francisco headquarters. Let's see. Muskrat McRat Schmucker needs to resign as CEO. Other insults included bankruptcy baby, petulant pimple, and mediocre man-child. The hashtags rip Twitter, goodbye Twitter, and Twitter down have also trended on his platform this week as users feared the worst following mass resignations at the company and a number of apparently haphazard decisions by the owner himself. A scrolling message outside Twitter's San Francisco headquarters has uh, Elon Musk, lawless oligarch, space Karen, mediocre man-child, worthless billionaire. Louis Ah says, whoever projected Elon Musk as a space Karen among a a string of other creative and on-point insults under the twin quarter, under the tw- Twitter quarters building. I salute you. Another guy saying, uh, "Well, his blue check thing moniker, Elon Musk a parody." Space Karen. If I hadn't fired everyone, I'd want to talk to a manager. 
somebody called Calling All Astronauts. He said he's still laughing at Space Karen. Mark Russell. All the employees who left today should get together and create Quitter, a social media platform that looks and operates just like Twitter did before Space Karen bought it. If you needed any more proof that the world is going up in flames, a new study reveals insane amount of sex robot owners worldwide. Ooh. Oh, baby, you are the best. You know, in some of the men's channels I watch that show uh, some of the beliefs of today's modern uh, woman, the ones that want the upper echelon of men, the six-pack, six figures, and six-foot at least, with uh, around 80% of men going unnoticed. Uh, we have these men having, uh, believing <laughs> that sex with real people is so archaic. What are we, a bunch of Neanderthals trying to hump anything that moves? It's about time we climbed out of the cave, put down the wooden club, and join the sex robot revolution like civilized human beings. Thankfully, a new study has confirmed that a growing minority have already joined the forward-thinking movement. With the internet turning us into a bunch of social weirdos, <laughs> sleeping with someone else has become a scary and dangerous place. Coupled with technological innovation and the taboo around sex toys diminishing, the sex robot has been quietly booming with an estimated U.S. dollar amount of $200 million worth of sex robots sold each year. Wow. Set to grow even more in the future. Bed Bible completed a study to examine the key facts and figures behind the rising sector. To explore the industry further, the publication analyzed the percentage of people who own a sex bot worldwide and it may be more than you think. Bed Bible's research found that a whopping 17.2% of people worldwide own or have had sex with a sex bot. The gender demographics were very similar, with 17.8% of men, 16.5% of women who own or have had sex with a mechanical human. Breaking it down by nation, 15.3% of Americans had either rooted or owned a sex spot. Done a little eggplanting. Uh, uh, while those horny Europeans had a figure slightly higher with 18.3%. Uh, However, Japan has revealed as the leader in the sex bot scene. Well, I think, yeah, I think I read a story about that, that uh, 
they were creating quite the advances in that technologically. In total, 27.1% of the country owned or had sex with a sex robot. Unsurprising in the country with the highest rate of loneliness. Oh, that's sad. Bed Bible also took a deep dive into the fascinating history and innovation of the industry. Firstly, they found that the sex robot industry properly began in 2010 when Douglas Hines debuted Roxy, the first uh, of the world's real sex bots. It cost uh, $9,999 and ultimately uh, disappointed after promising features that it couldn't provide. Since then, the industry has evolved with new technologies and features being incorporated into the newer dolls. This includes Real Doll, created by Abyss Creations, which has sold more than $60 million worth of sex bots since 2015. These doll... <laughs> these dollars, these dolls offer realistic features such as head and arm movement and sensors to detect touch. These sex robots also come fit with AI communication technology, allowing the robots to hold conversations, adding to the realism. Well, let's get down to it. How many USB ports does it have? Can it charge my phone? <laughs> Does it have drink holders? We know it has meat holsters, but uh, advanced sex bot technology in the future could see these robot uh, companions get even more realistic. In June, the California Institute of Technology successfully printed artificial skin with plans to make it usable in sex bot production. They printed artificial skin. Are they doing something with a 3D printer? The artificial skin was made of hydrogel and felt real. Looking ahead, there could also be breathing technology introduced, as well as the ability to share this experience with others via social networks built specifically for the doll. The future looks bright. Oh, my God. If I had a time machine, I'd like to go back, <laughs> go forward like four or five hundred years just to see if anything is like it is today and if we have, like, fully functioning androids uh, take uh, Star Trek Next Generation, for example, Data. All he was missing was uh, human skin, and he had an emotion chip and was fully functional. But if we do get fully functional androids, we'll be able to tell them apart from regular humans. And who would be writing the the uh, code for them? 
like morality code that uh, wouldn't allow them to want to take over the world. Oh, I did watch that movie, Idiocracy, but uh, I don't think it really dealt with that. It was that more and more we're becoming a nation, a world of idiots. That's what it was. But it would be interesting to see uh, 500 years into the future what's the same and what's totally different. Like... Uh, Microsoft coding for the new uh, Androids and have them do all the housework and uh, fulfill every sexual fantasy and all that. What's not to be appealing about that? I mean, with birth rates uh, on the decline and uh, modern women, a lot of them, uh, at least on TikTok, uh, on the men's channels, uh, giving away uh, secrets on how to manipulate men to get what they want, and being downright gold diggers. So I don't know. It's like there is no advantage for a man to get married these days unless you are totally sure and uh, properly vetted your potential partner. Well, it seems like the androids are coming in more ways than one. Up, 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 up. And I think that's going to conclude this podcast. You can check out my YouTube page my Facebook page under infotainment. If you'd like to uh, make a little donation to me, you can do so uh, with PayPal at randyms12 at gmail.com, which would help uh, keep me in equipment and all that good stuff. So I will say, like I usually do, have a happy day today. And a happy ending tonight. Thanks for listening, everybody. Mm-hmm.